Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, and we pick up games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by the Mr. O. My cat just sneezed. Uh, okay. Uh, also by Cowboy. I just sneezed. Okay. Very good. This week... Cowboy's my cat. Very good. Uh, separation... Meow hits the theaters and online streaming. It's about a young girl that finds solace in her artist father and the ghost of her dead mother. Apparently things in the house start coming to life and chaos ensues. So for spoilers, we're taking a look at a movie that is kind of in the same ballpark from 2010 slash 11. It is insidious. So apparently this was released in 2010 uh, to like the, film festivals and whatnot, but not released to us, the viewing public, until 2011. This was directed by James Wan. It stars Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Ty Simpkins, Lynn Shane, and Lee Wanell. Here's a synopsis, and we'll get into our thoughts about the movie. A family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in a realm called The Further. Have you seen this movie before there, Cowboy? Um, I have not. I heard of it. Um, I have. I, it's weird. Growing up, I used to be big into the scary movies and the horror movies as I got older. It's kind of been like, yeah, I can watch them. They don't bother me at all. But it hasn't been what pulls me into a movie anymore. But I watched this and I was intrigued. All right. I, I liked it. I, I, I thought the storyline was cool. I have a bunch to pull apart. And All right. But. Maestro, have you seen this movie before? Yes, indubitably. I have watched this and all others, except for the last one, which I am excited to watch. It's called The Last Key. Okay. I, I had heard of this movie, and I never saw it until this, this watching. And I, at the end of it, I had this giant smile on my face because, as I've said on the podcast before several times, I'm constantly looking for good horror movies that get me, and this one got me. And there were parts where I was just on the, on the edge of my seat, like, okay, I know something's about to happen. What is it? Oh, there it is. Oh, you got me. And watching with Annie, she was freaking out the entire time. She, at one point, I can't. I can't anymore. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. And she was yelling at me, why are you smiling when the movie is over? Why are you smiling? That was not a good movie. I'm going to have nightmares. And I'm like, oh, yeah. No, that's good. This is great. Yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. If you like this movie, you're going to love the next two or three at least. Fantastic. I, I, reason, I do plan on watching them. Because honestly, to say the truth, um, this movie is part three or two. This, this is part one? Part two. <laughs> what, what are you saying? Part two is a prequel? Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Part two is not a prequel. Part three is a prequel. Okay. I'm going to watch them all. It doesn't matter. Uh, you should. This, these are the kinds of movies that I am always looking for. Because most horror movies, they have some sort of weird thing that's it's hard gimmick. to buy into. Yeah, gimmick. Perfect. Weird gimmicks that... It, it just I, I can't get invested. Where this one, I was able to get invested. In the same way with The Conjuring, which we've done before, uh, also in the archives, which has the same guy, uh, Patrick Wilson, in it as well. That it's just, it's good stuff, man. 
I mean, the, the story, whatever you want to say about the story, it's, I haven't seen it before. Not not to this level. I mean, the further could be the Upside Down or all these uh, Silent Hill kind of things. There's, there's similar tones that happen in other movies, but generally those are good stuff. Like Stranger Things, fantastic. Silent Hill, fantastic. This one, I think fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, man. This is right up my alley. So, uh, Cowboy, you mentioned that you have things to tear apart about the movie. What's Exiting the theater, as we always do. First thing that you want to say as we exit. The thing that's still on my mind is the very first scene where it's kind of like creeped out after, um, was it Dylan? Doyle. Uh, after Doyle. Uh, was in a, Dalton. Dalton, sorry. <laughs> after he was in the coma. And the kid goes, I don't want to stay in this room. It's scary. You know, Dalton walks around or whatever. And then the you hear the knocking on the door downstairs. Mm, yeah. And the dad goes down there, flips the switch, light goes out, can't see anything on the porch. He goes, grabs the flashlight, looks through one window, looks through the other window, and then just opens the door. It wasn't locked. Uh, yep. Uh, it had the same exact gripe. Does this front door have no locks at all? Is that is this that safe of a neighborhood? Uh, okay, this gripe is explained in the next film. Oh, is it? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, weird from okay. from watching the because I've only watched the first three. Okay, so but everything that they've done in the first three relatively takes care of everything. Interesting. I mean. Keep on going down the gripes, and I will tell you whether or not they fix it. Okay. Now, is this something that they overlooked and are correcting, or do you think it was all predetermined and this is just predetermined? Brilliant? None of this was overlooked. Ah, okay. As far as I know, this is not based on a a book or a series of books or anything like that. Is that is that right? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. If there is, I will definitely read it. Okay. Right. Because because that that's kind of the thing where if they did do a flaw and now they find a way to explain it later. It makes it seem like it wasn't a flaw, but maybe, maybe it was no. Okay. All right. Make sure shaking his head. All right. I'll take your word. for it. Honestly, this is actually the quite a beautiful thing here because I've watched this. I see your faces about what you're, you're saying about all oh, about this and about that, and about <laughs> why they do this, what's going on there. It's all explained. And it all ties in. All of it. Interesting. All right. More excited to watch. My next my next gripe as a father. Um, <laughs> you see um, it, towards the end of the story where the dad is not really believing what the hell is going on, kicks that old mm-hmm. lady out and the two guys mm-hmm. goes into the room, he's talking to Dalton, and then he sees these colorings on the corkboard. Yeah, that apparently Dalton did before he went into a coma. Mm-hmm. And apparently these parents suck at paying attention to their kids because some of these drawings and stuff, if my kid was drawing some of the stuff, I'd be like, oh, what's going on? What's what's going on in your head? Yeah, like this. This is a flag, you know, so they just thought, oh, he's drawing demons and stuff. Eh, it's cute. <laughs> Keep working on your coloring, kiddo. I'm going <laughs> to sing a song about I'm finally going to get there, but not today. Well, I, I did look at them. I mean, like, yeah, they had one guy with, with one black dude with a red face. 
but the other pictures were just um, two eyes on a, in a uh, either a red canvas or a small red circle with two black eyes. That's yeah, it. yeah, but you don't discuss that with your kid, like, oh, hey, this, what is this? You know, and the kid doesn't sit there and say, oh, I found this. Uh, I fly away, and this is a guy that da, 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 da. oh, it's when I'm sleeping. I I fly, and this is what I see. Okay, we're gonna get you checked out. <laughs> so. Um, I think the reason why this is not happening is because the conversation they have before that incident. Um, did you notice that when he's uh, staying home, staying at work late hours, coming back late? Yeah. And, and the mom's outside and she's like, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this kind of stuff. Right. I think the reason why is because she doesn't know where to look or what to do because they were moving twice. And that in itself is a crazy crazy thing but and this was in this was in the second house yes dalton was already in a coma so that means yes. they put those damn drawings up there yes that that's my that, main thing they they saw these drawings they put them back up and, and let's say took the cork board off in its completion and then put it back up exactly where it was before still you would notice those things you would see those drawings he, dalton didn't put them up he drew them and the parents had to put them up and the other thing that I have an uh, issue with that is during that scene where uh, Josh changes his mind about uh, maybe this is correct, seeing those drawings as a father and also as a skeptic, I would have thought, oh, this is where that crazy old lady got the idea to draw this being because she saw the pictures that were there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. I think I think they could have done without the hooves on the the character. I'm sure it's symbolic and has because yeah, the the hooves on the character reminded me of that Coke commercial that you see out all the time about the cherry Coke, the vanilla Coke, and this what? like werewolf type girl comes up to the counter and goes, Blah. "Are you serious? Could this really? What is this?" And he's like, uh, "It's Coke." And she's like, "But can you really get cherry and vanilla into the same Coke?" And he's like. <laughs> Sometimes you can get more than one. And then he comes out from behind the counter and he's like part like from the waist down. He's like, he's like a minotaur. His legs minotaur, you know, like with hooves. <laughs> I'm like, so as this guy comes out with hooves and he's like that, I'm like, okay, maybe it's like a mountain goat thing. He can go anywhere, but then he's crawling on the walls with hoofs. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's problematic also. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, don't know. I think they could have gone with Eon Flux type thing where he has hands for feet, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, that would have been uh, still terrifying and got the point across that you can climb walls for sure. But on the same note that you were talking about just bad parents, there was a, there was a scene where the mom heard the baby monitor and there was mm-hmm. voices coming through them. Like, mm-hmm. that's not a baby voice. That's definitely a grown man. And she hears it. She's just standing there at the bottom of the stairs. She's lingering, lingering on the first floor. As soon as I hear anything that's not my kid's voice, I'm, I'm going beeline straight to the top. What is this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now, as far as the kid Dalton goes, uh, I was a curious kid growing up, but I'd like to think I was a regular kid. Um, I would have never gone up into the attic. By myself at that age. Oh, if yeah. I heard a noise up there, no, 
No, would not go out there. Would not be curious. Would not be like, uh, you know, uh, no. The, the only way, shake, call me whatever you right, want. No, I, I'm on the same page as you. But the only way that that's actually explained is in the movie because he does do the astral projection, which I want to also dive into because that fascinates the Christ out of me. He, he's been doing this so often that he's now used to things and is not scared by things that normal kids would be scared of because he's on this different plane. Uh, the, the the further even where he's not scared the same way us regular kids were uh, that could not actually project. From but from my understanding, based on the uh, the grandmother to Dalton um, mm-hmm. explaining it to her son um, that he used to have those astral projections as a kid, he had no idea. Does Dalton know that he actually is doing this or it's just a dream to him? Oh, interesting. So is it intentional or is it translated as this is not real? Like, because the drawings he could be portraying is like, oh, yeah, you know, I flew and I did this, blah, blah, blah. And I was he could be recalling that from a dream. So does he think it's all a dream or does he know about, he doesn't know about astral projections or anything like that. So he doesn't, has no idea. So, and it happens when he's sleeping. So he might just think it's all a dream. And so the one time he doesn't wake up and he's stuck there by that guy, but you know, um, does he even really know that that's real and an astral projection or, does he still think he's dreaming and it's just a very long dream because you can have a pretty long dream in a split second of your sleep. Absolutely. Yes. I've, I've had dreams that lasted days uh, within that nine minute snooze period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So as far as astral projection goes, what, what are your thoughts on that? Is that a real thing? Is, is it dreaming that people think is real? It's, it's, it fascinates the Christ out of me because I, 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 mean, I, I wish I, I could. It's, it's hard. I, I don't – I guess I would be a big skeptic because um, I okay, I work nights, overnights. And um, unfortunately, when I work 12 to 7 and I go out and I take my lunch and my breaks or whatever to my car, the only thing I have to listen to is George Norrie, Coast to Coast George Norrie. <laughs> And it's a bunch of wackadoodles, yep. um, you know, aliens, ghosts, uh, this, uh, whatever. You name it, he has it on there, and he caters to them, and it's great. I don't know how much he actually believes, but he really gets them going, you know. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> and he's, he knows a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. But uh, I listen to this stuff. It's like, And then they have people on there that talk about dreams. And they try to decipher dreams. And I don't know how much I believe in dreams. As, as far know, as being a receptacle for what your inner thoughts are and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, or something that may be coming up or something like that. But then I also am skeptical of it not being true because there was one person on there that was like, oh, yeah, you ever wake up from a dream right in time to get ready for work or something like that because something happened in your dream that caused you to wake up? It was your subconscious, you know, yeah. your body, your mind telling you, hey, it's time to wake up, you know. And so subconsciously you dreamt something that made you wake up and boop, perfect timing, you know, to get ready for work. Yeah, it's it's, 
a trigger or something like that. It's, it's one of those things that I, I don't believe it, but I really want to believe it. It's, yeah. it's weird. I'm a weird in between. I, I, I can't see it actually making sense, but part of me wants it to be true so that I can also do it. I, I would love to actual project and just take vacations all over the world. And uh, like Dr. Strange does, I can sleep while still studying things and learning information. There's, there's a lot of good uses for this if it's real. I don't believe it's real, but I really want it to be real so I can do it. <laughs> that's that's they basically say, where I stand. They, they say that in your dreams you cannot create a face that mm. you have not seen before. Oh, okay. So – Anybody and everybody in your dreams is somebody you have seen before. It could have been a moment. It could have been like, uh, you know, when I was bartending, one person came in one time, you know, my, your, your mind and your brain is so vast with information, stuff you can't connect with or unlock yeah. or remember, but your subconscious can. So when you're in a dream, uh, say a girl or a guy or whatever in your dream, you don't know who they are but you have seen them before. Right. Yeah. No, I, I get that. That's, it's, it's weird. Cause there's times where I'll dream about people that I know you, I'm familiar somehow, but also no idea who you are. It's, it's, it's a crazy thing. So do you ever dream, do you ever dream uh, where it's you, you know, it's you, you feel like you in the dream, but you look different. You look like somebody else. I don't, but it is you. I, I don't come across many mirrors <clears throat> in my dream, uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know what it looked like. I assume it's me. What about what about uh, other people? It's them. You know, like you, your dream, like this is Annie. Uh, you know, I'm with Annie. And we're in our house, and but that's. Yes, not Annie, but it is Annie in your dream. Yes, that has but happened. She looks completely different. Yep, it's happened you with know? Annie. It's also happened with my sister, and I, I think even with one of my parents. Where it's like you're, you're not, but you are. It's it's, it's very it's very confusing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so in this, this world, guy. this guy, this this kid Dalton is projecting, and he's walking around and into places. From from what we get from when uh, Josh actually goes into this projection, further, it's uh, it's weird stuff. And it, well, it's just completely black. You're wandering around aimlessly nowhere, and then all of a sudden, boof! Something appears. But does does that appear because you're imagining it there, or because you're projecting it there? That's the thing. Because he projected it when he finally got in there, and he goes out of the house that he. You know, when he realizes like, oh, hey, guys, this ain't working. And he realizes I'm looking at my body. That was badass scene, by the way. They did that very well. I really appreciated that. Yeah. It didn't feel like ghosts, you know, <laughs> with Demi Moore. It. It, was like, it was really cool. And so when he leaves that house and he goes out to nothingness and he's walking around with this little play school lantern. Yep. Um uh, that he can't see but three feet in front of him. And then also all of a sudden he turns and Dalton's like 25, 30 feet away from him. And he's bright as day because he holds the lantern up and he can see him, but he can't see three feet in front of him, you know? Yeah. And he points and then all of a sudden it's the old house. Why the old house that they lived in, that they moved out of to get into? Because Dalton... that's 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's because Dalton's only record remembers that house. But that's not really Dalton, though. Dalton is somewhere else. That's yeah, a yeah, manifestation that's, that's, of Dalton. It's, it's, a, it's a, like a premonition of Dalton. I understand. Uh, I understand. Yeah. But Dalton, Dalton maybe is trying to reach out to his dad or something like that. And you're, you're, you know, oh, that one. Yeah. Uh, dude, you're going to have to watch the next oh, movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're killing me, Mishro. <laughs> Okay, so we're not yeah, we're we're gonna watch the next few movies and come back to this podcast. So we're done for today. That's it. Until next time. Uh, uh, because I'm not I'm not gonna go through this whole podcast and be like, oh, but and then have Maestro go, yeah, you're gonna have to watch the next one. God damn it. <laughs> I do want to watch them though. I really do want to oh, yeah. watch the other ones. Because like like I said, this this movie is hits my sweet spot of storyline going in a way where like okay, I can I can follow. Some parts are weird, but who cares? I'm along for the journey. Oh, okay. Jump scare's coming right now. Jump scare's coming right now. There it is. Ah, oh, you still got me. I was waiting for you, but you still got me. Yeah. So going back to about like about 10 minutes ago, you guys were talking about like uh, astral projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so, curious about your thoughts for sure. Because I feel like you're, you're kind of out there with some of your theories. So what are your thoughts? Well, I guess my question is, I mean, like, based upon what you guys are talking about, I mean, you guys have to explain a little bit more about what you want. I mean, this astral projection goes back to multiple cultures for the several things. Do you believe it is a thing? Yes. Have you yourself done it? Possibly. Possibly. And that's the thing. It's hard to tell. The problem about it is is because a lot of times people, when they dream – they when they're jumped out of a dream and they don't deliberately try to focus on that dream, it's gone. For sure, which makes it really difficult in order to keep up with it. But um, when focused on deliberately trying to do or get yourself induced into doing that kind of like dreaming habits, you can do stuff in your dreams like that you like can control because you know you're dreaming, you know you're doing this, you know you're doing that. That's another thing I'm fascinated with. Uh, it's lucid dreaming, I, I believe is yeah. what that's called. But is that it, real? Are you actually projecting or are you controlling your dream? I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Keep your answer there, Maestro. Astral projection. Do you ever have a, a reoccurring dream? Yes. Uh, reoccurring nightmares, not dreams. Oh, nightmare. Oh. That's... Nightmares or dreams. I've had reoccurring dreams, reoccurring nightmares. Um, wondering if that's like astral projection, you know, because you're going to the same place. Hmm. You know? I guess when it comes down to it, astral projection, like they were saying in this film, to do it naturally is very hard. Um, you have to at least have the talent to do so to begin with or have someone like, what's her face, Elise, to help it's... guide you into that process. Um, because normally people can't get into that position, that frame of mind, that ability, or anything like that, unless uh, given something. Or and and Dalton had the ability because his dad passed it down to him, right? Correct. And then his dad uh, just had the natural gift. Yeah. Well, I think in this movie, it's a natural curse. Is <laughs> yeah, how it comes across. No. You're not wrong, but a natural gift, natural curse. But he he had it, but he didn't know he had it. Yes, because he didn't to them know he was dreams. doing it. 
Yeah, because to him, it's dreams. That's what I'm saying. Right. Dalton probably thought he was just in a dream this whole time. Mm-hmm. That 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 ideally is what this, the the, pro, the problematic issue here because the son thinks he's dreaming. He does weird stuff. Gets caught because he goes too far and gets lost. The son, uh, the father. I'm sorry. When he when he was dreaming in the past, did some some stuff that were similar, but he didn't get lost. He just got latched on to somebody. And it's explained in the second film why. <laughs> and keep in mind, you were watching the main like bad ghost that was following him when he was a kid, right? Yeah, it's the Darth Maul guy. Yeah, you know it's a guy. I assumed. Now wait, you're wait, making still, me which one are you talking about here? The no, no, no. The dad, the dad had a ghost that was following him when it was when he was a kid. Yeah. that showed up in the pictures. Yeah, right, that was the, a girl. The, the, the bright and black. Right. But the the other one, the Darth Maul looking one with the fire in the face and yes. the hoofs, yes, that was a guy. Yeah. Okay. So th- that's the Darth Maul you're talking about. Yes. Okay. There's so I'm Darth, not talking about that one. There's about more the Darth Mauls coming up. Are you kidding me? No, 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 <laughs> no. This is the only Darth Maul. Okay. But every single ghost you see that like starts to cause trouble, I'm talking about physical harm, is like let's say connected in the entire series. Interesting. I'm talking about the demon. I'm talking about the woman in black. I'm talking about the skeleton face, slick back hair guy. Oh, okay. That guy was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These, all these ghosts or entities or whatever you want to call them, are pivotal in in this in the series. All right. God damn it! I think we have to end this early so I can watch the second, third one, and fourth. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. I'm sure. Are, are they all on Netflix? You know? uh, no. I'm not sure if all of them are, but I know they put a couple of them on there because of the the, the key. The well, I, I, I watched this on Netflix. So mm. As did I. The first one's on Netflix. The other three uh, slash four are not on Netflix, but uh, I'm sure we'll find them in other places. I have to check HBO Max, yeah. uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah. But, no. um, how how did you guys like the way they put uh, Elise into the the further that weird elephant mask thing? Yeah, that was that was a little weird for me. I, I yeah, I the, the the whole crew that they have seems weird. Apparently, they, they know what they're doing because they have the equipment and they are able to see things that aren't there. But. This is another one of those things where I I don't believe it, but I really want to, to believe it. That it, I think those I think those two guy characters were perfect for that role, and the right? reason why is because those type of people have to be very eccentric, very out there to be believing in some of this stuff. You know, ghost um, faces. The one the one part <laughs> I didn't like, like I liked their personality throughout, except for the first time you see them, where the one guy's eating a freaking. He's just like hot pocket. What? Yeah, hot, yeah. <laughs> that that scene, I could have. They could have acted different in. You know, they could have been eccentric without being like total douchebags. Yeah. Well, you also got to take it from their perspective, where you have people calling all the time. I assume I got a ghost, and then they get there. Oh, you got to change that light bulb. <laughs> Thanks for wasting yeah. your time. Moving on. 
So their whole vibe is, all right, let's find out where your faulty wiring is so we can get out of here and not call in the big guns. And then all of a sudden, oh. I did like that one of his <laughs> one of his contraptions that one guy with the beard was using was one of those little things. <laughs> what do you call that thing? It's just a modified child's toy. What is? Do you remember what that's called? I, was, I, I can't figure it out. Uh, something uh, projectors, something projector. Uh, it's orange. It's uh, definitely orange. Yes, orange <laughs> or red. Yeah, with a with a yellow little clicky thing. Yes, and you click it to it's, see the different pinwheels. It's like a slideshow yes. for your eyeballs. Yes. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> Lo- I loved mine when I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> of course, I, I ruined everything that I, all the things that you go in there, and next thing you know, I'm just clicking the damn thing. <laughs> the original toy was called the Viewmaster. Viewmaster. Oh, there it is. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so mad that it didn't come to my mind. I've been thinking about it since I, I finished the movie. Without looking it up, I wanted to find it out. <laughs> yeah. I came up with the word kaleidoscope so many times in my head, I couldn't figure it out. Right. That's yeah, what I got I stuck like on. Kaleidoscope projectors. <laughs> <laughs> Modified Viewmaster. Painted yeah. black. Yep, yeah. with uh, their own type of slide for color changes. Um, so, because this is the one thing I have noticed. I've watched plenty of horror films. Um, how did you guys like their portrayal of the undead? Or not the undead, the dead. Uh, it was... Uh, I liked it because what I assume is their view of themselves is their view of themselves. It's not a decayed body. This is how I was when I died. So this is how I look now. It's not, I've been dead for a hundred years, so I'm decayed. It's a true form, a true projection astrally of, uh, of what they, of what they are. Did you see the one where the girl kills the whole family? That was interesting. That was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Yeah. When, when he goes in there and, and the two are sitting on the, the couch and the one's laughing or chuckling or whatever, mm-hmm. and the other one is sitting there with the iron. Yeah, you know, whistling, the, the the guy's whistling. Yeah, the whistling, that's what he was doing. He was whistling, and he's just like, and they're not moving. And then one girl blinks. Next thing you know, they're all three sitting on the couch. And then he sees the other girl with the freaking shotgun. The next thing, she's blowing them up. That was That was so awesome the way they... They did that. I, I and then started looking at her. Because I remember hearing the sound, and I told Annie, was that a gun? I think that was a gun being loaded. And then next scene is, oh, yeah, that's definitely a gun being loaded. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it sounded plasticky, not like a real gun, but it was it was fine. Yeah. I, I do enjoy that because it, it portrays the dead in a, in a way that's frozen in time. Uh, the way I assume would be if, if you actually died. If if you died and continued to live in some way, shape, or form, I feel like you'd be stuck in that moment somehow, replaying it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, this is one of those things that I don't believe, but also really want to believe. And if I if I did believe it, this is my version of how it would be. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I did like the way they did these uh, characters. I didn't really care much for the main bad guy in this film. He didn't have a lot of screen time. No. And the gravitas behind him was like basically he could stick to walls and move the kid around. That's about it. And how is he putting bloody handprints on the sheets? And, yeah, I don't get that either. And the glass. 
you should have just shoot the glass. Uh. <laughs> Shizer off the glass. Yeah. Siphon? Siphon? Ah, whatever. That's another anyway. weird thing as far as he's trying to break through to this realm, mm. uh, but it seems like he's already here. Well, they, they, explained, they explained that he was trying to take Dalton's body, but he couldn't get into Dalton's body until he got too far into the further. And the other thing is, is spoiler alert, at the end, when you find out that, was it Josh, the dad? Yes. Okay, Josh, uh, when he comes back from the further, is not Josh, mm-hmm. it's the old lady. Mm-hmm. Because he dove too far in when he started to get involved and started conversing with her and telling her to leave me alone. And then she went, that's when she had the ability to actually get into his body. The... Darth Maul-looking character was only able to manipulate Dalton because he was he he was stuck there, but he hadn't gone too far into the huh. the, the further. See, my thing about it is is that Dalton's character, the the entity, the the the, face, the red-faced guy, mm-hmm. um, he's a new character, a new uh, person in the story that basically just started getting a hold of Dalton, the woman in black the bride she um was tra- traversing the fur- the further after josh for years yeah decades even and and the connection between him and the bride was so immense that that's probably how he was able to jump into her so quickly see but that's also the weird thing that we find out because the the mom which by the way uh I think Cowboy may appreciate this more than Maestro. The mom, the grandmother in this movie was also the mother of the Queen of Hearts uh, in Once Upon a Time. Yes. Uh, Cora. Yes, she was. Yes, it she it was bothered Cora. the hell out of me for the first 20 minutes. Like, I know her. Oh, no, no. I, I know right, right away when Did I saw you? her, I knew, okay. knew who she was, yeah. <laughs> okay. But then again, I dived into Once Upon a Time, you know, I've seen further than you. Right, yeah. So. <laughs> but, so the connection with this uh, widow, I, I assume, women in black, uh, that is connected to him. The connection, I think, would have been severed after he erased his memory and he's no longer actually projecting and there's no more pictures being taken so we can't monitor how close he is or her she is uh, to him. Who, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Yeah. Supposedly that's the case, but also they also said that um, uh, they could smell him. That's another weird thing. I'm thinking. Smell like, this, did he smell like sulfur? I'm thinking more <laughs> along the lines of a sense. Like he could sense, like, like put, like if you could put the blueprint of a person's soul, and rec- or like a sound. Let's just let's just go by by sound instead, okay? okay? So let's just say as you walk by, you produce a specific tune for your soul everywhere you go, and basically when you're no longer inside your body, and you're in the further. You're still you can probably still be producing that similar type of sound, which would they can connect to and realize eventually. That's why they're saying, "Do not stay, do not stay there long, do not stay around them long, because they will know and they will find out." Remember how towards the end they were kind of running after him and stuff yes. like that, because they realized they're like, "Oh, get some guys alive!" Right. So they wanted, to, yeah. So it's, it's the same way that in zombie movies you put zombie parts on top of you so they don't smell you. But if you get a little bit of wet, the smell starts seeping out and like, oh, 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 hold on. 
Yeah. That's yeah, not a real zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think I like about that because, um, you really couldn't tell when they would actually start noticing the characters in the further until it was too late, you know? But by that same note, when Josh goes in with his lantern asking, mm-hmm. have you seen my son? Have you seen my son? Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of a giveaway of you don't belong here? Not necessarily in case that's the way he died. Oh, shit. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. But honestly, to... You need to watch because, like, okay, remember the very beginning when you saw those weird shits happening with the doors closing, the alarms, and everything like going off for no apparent reason. You think it's all because like the bunch of the ghosts are doing some weird stuff. Everything about that section is explained. Oh my god! And it's not something they overlooked and tried to fix afterwards. It's ridiculous in detail. Okay. Uh, since we're on this part, we're now uh, Josh is inside the. Uh, Upside, uh, no, the further, <laughs> he's in yeah. the further, and this is another bad dad moment. I thought uh-huh. they get into the house, and the son's like, Come on, we gotta go, dad. And he's like, Go on, I'll meet up with you. Eh. Yeah, my son's been in a coma for three plus months. Yep, I'm not about to leave him alone now. And yep. not only that, but in the house that they go in, <clears throat> uh-huh. all these ghosts, demons, whatever, are in that house. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So he goes into the one room that there's nobody there and goes, here, go. And <clears throat> there's a bunch of them trying to get into Dalton's room and a bunch of them trying to, to get uh, Iris and the other guy. Elise? Elise. Elise. Sorry, Elise. Iris fit too. So That's fine. I mean, she looks like an Iris. <laughs> she kidding. definitely has a third eye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It reminds me. There's a boxing match coming up, and the guy's last name, Chris Ariola. No. Every every time the, the that's got to be rough. That's every time it. the commercial comes up for that fight coming up, I was like, oh. "Wouldn't you change your name if your last name was Ariola? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or wouldn't you like I don't know, be a plastic surgeon and do boob jobs? You're Doctor Ariola, you know? Like the name's pronounced Dumas." <laughs> <laughs> But they actually pronounce it Areola, and it's spelled Areola. Yeah, and that's I'm like, rough. That at least they named him Chris, and not like Harry. <laughs> Can you imagine if your name was Harry Areola? Oh man! But anyway. maybe, maybe that's part of the whole thing that uh, Areola is going to defeat you. That's part of yeah. the toughness. Yeah. The- <laughs> I got you with part of my nipple. <laughs> Just the surrounding oh, areola. Yeah. I will surround you like an areola. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what, if it was, what if it was Michael? Michael Areola? Michael Areola? Uh, Michael Areola? Uh, okay. oh, I guess move on. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, I, I agree with you. He lets his kid go. There's, there's these bad entities all over the place, all over this house, because even when they were walking to the house, they had to break through a bunch of them to Mm -hmm. get to the house. Mm -hmm. They all followed them. So they know they're being followed. You don't let your kid down. You take him to his body and make sure he gets into it. Yeah. You protect your child. And then once, once you get to the body, you put the flashlights on it. So you can let your soul glow. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back into I'm, reality. I'm guessing that one part of this story shows that this character that plays by Josh isn't exactly what you consider like the best dad. Um, he, yeah, of course he's worried. He's trying to do stuff for his son, but I mean, he's himself is a broken or torn person as well. Because first, if he doesn't believe in any of this stuff, and he just gets thrown into it all of a sudden. Second is because um, I'm thinking he's has he's unlocking a lot of things he got suppressed in the past that he's trying to understand himself, and he, that caught his um, um, that caught him off guard. For, for instance, I mean, like you think about it, everything that you saw that he forgot about supposedly was done because of hypnosis. So they're reopening that door in his mind that he had shut. So things are flooding in his brain. And I'm thinking that's what got him to start going, you know what, what's going on? What is this? It looks familiar, you know, Hmm. but I do agree with both of you when I'm, when they saying that he shouldn't have done that. He should have focused on the sun first above all. But, um, I think, his brain being like shut off a certain place and just finally being reopened caused some sort of like confusion. I'm guessing he wasn't in his right mind. I'm guessing. Okay. You, you've seen the other two movies, right? Mishra? Yes. I'm missing the fourth, but yes. Okay. So <laughs> Iggy Azalea dies at the end by the hands of Josh. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, Iris. I, I, I accept this. At least. You know, <laughs> At least. Whatever. At least. That's it. That's it. Emma Watson. Got it. Uh, <laughs> I mistake. I mistake. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, she dies at the end at the hands of Josh. Does she? Is she dead or does she come back? She's dead. <laughs> but is she in the further now? Because ah, see, that's a, she's got a connection. I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen next because at this point the the wife has to know my husband killed this old lady. Uh, he's got my be, husband is not my husband. My, my husband is not my wife. It's a very yeah. I'm I'm very curious to see how it plays out, and I'm, I'm kind of glad they left it on a cliffhanger because. This whole realm that they're getting into with the yes. with the further is much yes. deeper to dive into than a movie can can but do. But she saw yes. the picture. She saw the picture that um, shit the old lady took. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Elise. Elise. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember her name. Anyway, she, she it's, it's a very the, el- elusive name. Yeah, the el- wife Elise. sees the picture that uh, Elise took and, and it just it just showed the lady in black it did not show a projection of josh right so she doesn't know that it's josh that's, it's josh yeah it's just a picture of the girl there yeah it's just a picture of the lady yeah and and the way major keeps referring to it as the lady with quote fingers and saying wizard is not it leads me to believe that maybe it's not a lady i don't know now i'm confused and more curious than ever before I would say it's 2021, but this came out in 2010, 2011. Yeah, man. So there's a lot in this movie that 
apparently you can peel apart because they made other movies to explain parts that maybe we didn't even know were parts. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have much bad to say about it. I mean, the, the things we're complaining about are just kind of regular things. Uh, mostly is bad parenting, but at the same time in that moment with those circumstances, I don't know how I would react either. I would like to think that I would put my kid first, but with all this crazy shit happening, I might I might pause for a second. What's that sound? That's a man's voice in my daughter's the, room. Uh, the, <clears throat> the first house that they moved, I'm pretty sure the other movies have to explain some things because uh, they moved into this house, the first house. At the opening of the movie, they're unpacking into this house. They never explained why they moved. They said they did talk about the mom having a hard time and that's why they moved into this house to start over, to start something, you know, but what was she having a hard time with? We, we don't know any of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that, I don't know if the third one is the prequel, if that's going to show some of this stuff or whatever. But anyway, uh, my gripe was about this house. Now I understand it's an older house. It looks like an older house, but nobody ever rewired the house to have light switches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's like one, maybe two light switches in the entire movie. Every, yeah, every yeah, other lamp. Everything else is a lamp. You know, he, and, he, and, and he's got to cross the entire room to get to the lamp yes. in the dark. That would kill it, me. No. That and, and the grandfather <clears throat> clock with the constant ticking, I would never sleep. I would never be able to sleep in this house. And, and the metronome being able to get you into a trance, that would be so distracting for me. This is why I can't meditate i i assume i never actually tried but apparently, apparently josh didn't have 80 add because that metronome would have just i i would have been hearing click click god no i can't yeah you know. i can't but then hear- again he and then again he, you know that scene sorry that scene he's like and you hear the click 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 and at <clears throat> least uh, Elise, Elise yes! is talking to him trying to get him into the trance you know and the first thing that came to mind was iggy but <laughs> 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 trying to talk him into this 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 trance or or whatever, and that's when he he's like, oh, this ain't working. And then because he was fixated on the 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 ticking and and everything else, he didn't even realize it was happening. Yeah, well, he's got the gift, man. He's got the gift. Is it gift or is it gift? It's uh, <laughs> oh, how dare you. <laughs> Oh man! All right, I think uh, we covered everything. Anything else you want to go back to before we move on to the rest of the the show here? Honestly, I feel like uh, there's a so I liked the the scares that they put in there. The storyline is like just a part of the whole thing. So I feel like if we can, I would really like to at least go through one more of these insidious movies on the podcast because this this. Is it feels like it's only halfway done. I, I agree. There's a lot more story to be told here. And uh, I don't know. Maybe when October Horror Fest comes around, we'll see if Hollywood wants to put that in with us to do some more. We'll see. I, I Overall, I did enjoy the movie quite a bit. I, I was engrossed. Uh, I almost felt forced to write down notes. <sighs> Because I was trying to find things to talk about on the podcast, because otherwise I would have just been heaping praise upon it. So the the gripes that I had were kind of a little not not super contrived, but I had to dig deep <laughs> for gripes in this movie. But I I really enjoyed it. It's a good one. I sat down at my desk to watch this movie 
uh, and I had my computer open and I was on DIM, you know, working oh, yeah. my armor and stuff. <laughs> and I had it on the TV and I literally got about 35 minutes into the movie and I, I was watching, kept watching, I got 35 minutes in the movie. I was like, no, can't do this. Close the computer, started the whole movie all over again. Nice. Okay. That's, that's a good because one. Because I needed to know what was going on. All right. And I had the gist of everything up to that point. Cause I got all the way to where Dalton went into a coma and they were talking about having to move or not having to move houses. Um, the brother said he couldn't, Yes, stay in the room with Dalton anymore, and she's like, "Why?" He's like, "He scares me when he gets up and walks." Wait, what? They, she never like touched on that. He's in a coma, and you're saying you're scared because he gets up and walks. Yeah, she never like said anything to her husband. Um, whatever the other kid's name was, uh, Jasper Jenkins, Joseph Fats, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't have in my notes here. Uh, he he said that Dalton gets up and walks. You know, okay, so put a fucking video camera in there and see if Dalton gets up and walks. You know, or talk to the doctors. Uh, he's in a coma, but apparently my other son says uh, he gets up and walks in the middle of the night. That was another thing. The which I hope you gets explained in in further movies. We talked about the the old house and the books getting knocked off the shelf. So that leads me to believe that these apparitions are already in the house before all this happens and just waiting for the host to go into the they further. Were, they were already attached to Dalton because Dalton had been doing these astral projections before they got into this house. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. All righty. Well, that was our opinion of the movie, but like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions, but zero credentials. Now let's hear from people who actually have credentials. The critics also we'll hear from the audience. This is going to help you guys out in the Rotten Tomatoes game. We're going to play right after this. Let's start with the bad reviews from the top critics. Derek Malcolm from the London Evening Standard, 2011. The film is the work of director James Wan and writer Lee Whannell, who founded the Saw franchise, but Insidious, with its haunted house predictability, is pale stuff by comparison. Sarah Michelle Fetters from moviefreak.com from 2011 as well. But at a certain point, oh, this is part of a larger review, but at a certain point, the bottom falls out of this production. The filmmakers letting things get increasingly silly and ludicrous, unleashing a final cinematic flourish of lunacy and tedium that had me scratching my head as to what exactly just happened. All right, good reviews from the top critics. Is from Jim uh, Jim Shermby from The Age from 2011. Director James Wan here proved himself very adept at building dramatic tension and making you anxious about the things going on in your peripheral vision. Robbie Collin from News of the World from 2011. There's always some chump happy to claim that any given horror film was so scary that they were whimpering in sheer terror. Difference with Insidious is, the damn thing is so scary that I actually was whimpering in sheer terror. <laughs> All right, those are the top critics. So now we're going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game. While you guys think about your score, let me give the audience a little hint here. This is based on a Rotten Tomatoes scoring system. 
It's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up certified fresh. So based on those reviews from the top critics, what do you think the top critics rated this movie? Um, they made three other movies. So it had to have done well enough to warrant continuing to make this series of movies. Also, um, this movie, there talks about making the fifth. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. With and that. And also there being a, there's also a crossover from the movie Sinister. If you guys have watched that. Yes. I have not, but I think I saw something about that in the trivia. Oh. Which I did not install here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say house? certified fresh. Certified fresh, all right. Meaning um, that's- we're going to go 82. I'm actually right there with you. Um, 90. 90. All right. This is fresh at 66%. So still fresh, but not super fresh. I am a fan. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I, I, I can't say I was a fan, but I just thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Um, I don't agree with the whole, it scared me so much. I was shivering. Um, <laughs> maybe that's just because scary movies never really scared me that much growing up. I used to be so into scary movies. Uh, I found it easy to watch movies. If you are scary movies, if you're rooting for the bad guy. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, if, if, if you're on the side of the, Oh no, you fell down. Yeah. Well, everybody falls down in a fucking scary movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but if you're on the side of the bad guy, Oh yeah, get him, get him, get him. Whatever, you know, (laughs) it's not going to scare you that much. All right. If for me, scary movies needs to be scary for a reason other than craziness, like like we were saying earlier, the gimmick, no gimmicks, just scare me for real. Yeah, you could you could be a scary horror movie and not have the amount of blood and guts and stuff like that. You know, I that that gruesomeness doesn't do anything for me in a scary movie. You know, mm-hmm. to me. Uh, fourteen oh eight. Oh, great scary movie! It's a psychological thriller. For, yeah, for... I mean, it, it's it's a scary movie, but uh, it, there's no gore in it. You know, yeah. you don't have to have the gore like in I don't know, freaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, <laughs> that doesn't scare me. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, whatsoever. All right, uh, let's do good reviews now from the audience. This is from Gibral D from 2021. For me, I find this movie very thrilling and exciting. This movie is the first scary movie that I find very scary and exciting. All right. I have to watch with one eye closed. I also love the actors in the movie. They really play the parts very well and have very good expressions throughout their acting. Hmm. This movie makes me feel a lot of emotions such as exciting, scary, thrilling, creepy, terrifying, and entertaining for sure. I really recommend this for anyone who likes scary movies. This movie is for you. All right. Not the best speaker, but great. Rebecca S. from 2013. This movie still keeps me up at night sometimes. I really don't know why critics didn't like this movie. 
I did not think the end bit was silly at all. I think the idea of an unseen world where certain spirits relive the horrors of their life, where there are doors and even deeper evils, is far more scary than critics give it credit for. Anyone who has ever had to live or stay in an older house can attest to this. I don't know. This is definitely one of my favorite movies. I've seen it probably seven times, and I'm still not tired of it. Let's do bad reviews from the audience. Navindra S. from 2020. Holy hell. This movie does a lot of showing and very little telling. Not only that, but it tries to rush all the establishing shots and script instead of relying on the audience already being familiar with the horror movie cliches so that the characters can tell you, OMG, this spooky thing happened off camera. Let's rush to the next plot. (laughs) Very awful. President P from 2013. Oh, great. It happened yet again. People saying this is as scary as hell and will make me not want to sleep for a week. The same people also used to describe Paranormal Activity and Better Witch Project. Well, like those films, I can sum it up I can sum up Insidious in the same way. It sucks. Insidious is so uninteresting and has no real horror elements, aside from the cheap jump scares or two. The story is dull and ends horribly. The acting is at best fair, the writing is basic, and the direction is cliched. Insidious is just another shitty Hollywood f- horror film that sucks and can't do what it was meant to do. So those are the audience reviews. What do you think the audience rated this movie based on those? Uh, like I said before, they're making three, four other movies. They've made three and they're making a fourth. Apparently. Or they made four and now they're making a fifth. Uh, however you want to look at it. Um, Whatever. I still want to say it's fresh. <laughs> At least, um, I said 82 before. I'm going to go 79. Mishiro. Good question. Um, I really feel like um, this is probably a film that probably did really well, but not. I, I, I feel like this is just fresh for me. Uh, I'd say 70. All right. The audience has this as fresh. Just barely at 62%. Oh. So still both fresh ratings, wow. which is not horrible. They still kept going on for sure. Yeah. I'm, I have a question for you. Yep. Um, was this um, by the company Blumhouse or no? No, it was not. Oh, interesting. It is by a different one, which I already forgot. Uh, uh. Not Lionsgate. <laughs> well... This is going to be interesting. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman were not in this film. We like to play a game where we insert them into films to make them better. This one was already fresh, so not going to be much better, apparently. But if you were to take somebody out and replace them with Paul Giamatti or Gary Oldman, who would it be? Easy. I think these two guys work well together. Gary Oldman <laughs> and Paul Giamatti. Okay. Put him in as the two sidekicks with the lease. <laughs> Nice. I think they would nail those characters. <laughs> <laughs> the, the banter back and forth that these guys, those guys would kill it. Wow. Okay. That's strong. Make sure mm-hmm. you got anything. That's a, it's, that's a hard answer. The hard thing to say when when he came up with such a good answer. Um, I would 
because like most of the bad guys in this film don't even say anything. So it's really hard to say, oh, I want to put him as a villain in this film because they don't say something. They just are creepy. Mm. Um, I would like to see, um, I'd like to see him play the dad. See, I like the dad. I think he did a great performance. It's hard to pull him out. I know it's really hard to pull him out, but I would say if I could choose anybody that's different from the psychics, it would be the dad. Okay. And that would be a Giamatti or an old man? Either one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I, I, I like Cowboy's answer too, too much to try to argue with it. No, I, exactly. The, the, I, you can argue with mine. I'm only choosing it because I didn't want to be exactly what Cowboy said. The, the only better choice for the sidekicks would be Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Good choice. Good choice. All right, let's do trivia. This part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you you may not know about the movie. The movie was more than little to the 1982 movie Poltergeist, as although there are many original ideas, there are also many similarities in the plot and characters. At approximately an hour and eight minutes, the movie acknowledges this influence with a kitchen worktop and steak homage. I never saw Poltergeist, so I don't know what that means. I assume it's when he's on the counter with a steak on his face. you got to watch Poltergeist. I think you'd like it. All right. At around 30 minutes, when Josh is in the classroom, you can see a chalk drawing of Billy the Puppet with a number eight underneath from the Saw franchise, also created by James Wan. The eight is most likely a reference to the up-and-coming eighth movie in the series. This film was shot in just three weeks. And originally was going to be named The Further. I think Insidious is a better name. After Dalton falls off the ladder and his parents put him to bed, you can see his crayon drawings on his wall. Amongst them is a drawing of the lipstick demon that the family notices later in the film once the nature of Dalton's astral projections is discovered. Oh, back to that later. Uh, Money Makes World go round... Let's put this film into perspective of other films that released this year so we get a feel financially how it held up to its peers. The budget for this film was $1.5 million. Pretty low, comparatively. So, based on that and everything else we've learned so far, what do you think this grossed worldwide in the U.S. and the domestic box office combined? 2010? 2010, slash 11. Um, 1.5. I'm going to say at least did three times as much as it cost. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a good forty-six and a half million. All right, Maestro. How much was the initial uh, buy-in? One point five. One point five million. Million dollars. Hmm. Fifty million dollars is a pretty good answer. Seventy-five. 75. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, no, I understand. And and also think about it, as far as what was done in the movie, there wasn't a whole lot of special effects. There wasn't a whole lot of things that you couldn't do just generically. So 1.5 million makes sense. Well, in the US, this grossed $54 million. The foreign box office was $45.5 million. Bringing the total worldwide gross to $99.6 million. Vindication! This film debuted on April 1st, 2011, with $13.3 million. 
This was the 63rd highest grossing film of 2011. Number one that year was Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 2, the final installment. Oops. You may notice a timer too. One of us, mostly me, have made some kind of error during the podcast. So to make myself feel better, I'm going to tell you a few times where this movie also made some kind of errors because Pobody's perfect. When Josh and Dalton are, sw- are swarmed by people in the further and electricity of the house begins to go out in the living room, we hear the bulbs shatter. However, some of the lights that go out are clearly candles and other non-glass things, yet we still hear the sound effects for shattering. When Elise, Elise first sees the demon, she describes him to Specs as having eyes that are like two black holes. And has him draw a picture as such. Also, Dalton's picture of the demon is that of a red face and two completely different or two completely dark spots for eyes. However, when the demon appears in person, his eyes have extremely constricted pupils, and other times the eyes of a cat. At around one hour and twenty one minutes, when Josh is in the old house, while in the further, the seated family is killed by a woman holding an M1 carbine, a semi automatic rifle while the sound of the firearm is of a manually loaded weapon, more so resembling the sound of a bolt-action rifle or pump-action shotgun cycling the action. That one I caught in real time. Like that's, I know that sound. It sounds different. And then, anyway, who cares? Uh, this is what we kind of mentioned earlier. The dad changes his mind about what is happening to Dalton when he sees Dalton's pictures that he drew about the further, but... He could not have drawn them because he was in a coma and they were not there before. So a couple of drawings just don't make sense. But they, they, they just said that when he was in the old house, you could see the pictures that he drew up on the wall. But not, not some of the pictures. Some of the pictures were new, apparently. Anyway. That was Insidious from 2010-11, directed by James Wan. Check out our website, raphackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email, spoilers at ratpack.productions, for any opinions, questions, or movie requests. Please also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so it helps in the rankings. If you leave us a review and a recommendation, that will go to the top of our list and we'll watch it before any other request. Next week, there is a movie about... H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck, uh, a, a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week. H is played by Jason Statham. So we're going to watch another movie where Statham moves things around. From 2002, it is The Transporter. Should be interesting. It's been a while. What, for Jason Statham or the fact that you're watching uh, Transporter? The Transporter. I haven't seen it in over a decade. I, it has to be at least. Ah. So check that out I for saw, next I time. Saw, I saw the, uh, the trailer for this movie, H. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it looks really good. All right. I think it's called uh, Calms, Keeping Calm, Calms Guard. I should have put that Sound in my notes. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a Jason Statham movie coming out <laughs> this week. So check out the trailer. First, watch Transporter, and we'll talk about it next week. Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Cowboy. And 
I am Mistro. Mm, very good. What? What? 